0: You're listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn, where you'll find uplifting and practical advice for everyday living, creative inspiration for do-it-yourself projects, and recommendations for books and resources that will encourage you to embrace your life repurposed. I'm your host, Michelle Rayburn. Thank you for joining me for Life Repurposed for another episode. If you are here for the first time, thank you for checking me out and seeing what this podcast is all about. If you are a regular listener, thank you also for coming back and listening week after week as I share what's on my heart and give you some practical tips that you can take away for your everyday life. If you're tuning in and you are going to be looking for some of the resources that I talk about in this episode, you can always find the full show notes at michellerayburncom 35 for this episode. It's just MichelleRayburn.com and a slash and then the number of the episode that we're on. And there I share resources and links, but I also print out almost the full transcript, especially when it's me just talking. I will have uh, most of the content there as an article. So you can just check it out, especially if you want to skim through and figure out what was that thing that she was talking about. So a couple weeks ago, I launched into a short little series talking about love and fear, and I wrapped that up after the last episode, but I really didn't have any idea when I was recording those things how soon I was going to personally have to put into practice some of the very the same things that I've been talking about when it comes to fear, especially. So um, it's all over the place and people are probably tired of hearing about COVID-19, which is also called coronavirus. But this is what's hitting our world right now. And so this is what's happening, what people are talking about. It's what's coming in your inbox. It's what's on every website and social media. And even though I personally am also tired of hearing about it, it is our reality and as I'm recording this, we are just beginning uh, quarantine where most of us are stuck in our homes. And so four weeks ago, I was making plans like normal and assuming the bubble that I live in could not be broken. Bubble as in, you know, the normal stuff and the safe little world that I live in out of my home office. But things can change so quickly when we aren't looking, especially. And I wasn't looking for trouble and neither were you, but this came along in our world. And so while we planned for vacations and spring break and conferences and family gatherings and Easter and all the things that are happening this spring, a little virus was at work spreading its devastation across the world. And so like me, most of you are stuck at home, unless you're a healthcare worker or an emergency worker, or perhaps you own a restaurant or a business where you are trying to provide curbside service to all of your customers, whatever it is, suddenly there were orders to stay home. There were orders to stop having church, orders that closed restaurants and canceled musical performances and concerts and school events and basketball games and major things like music competitions or state sports events or... Uh, the NBA tournament or whatever it is that you were hoping to be part of. There were orders to cease and desist, all of those things. And there are orders to stay more than six feet away from other human beings, which also is really hard for people who love human contact. Uh, Even though I'm an introvert, I still need human contact. So don't get me wrong. I am not somebody who can go without ever seeing other human beings. But I am in my home office most of the time as a freelancer, and I really like being sort of isolated. So, in the last couple of days since the isolation began, I am actually not as—I nothing has really changed in my daily routine, except that I'm spending time on social media trying to figure out what's going on in the world. Um, but I'm seeing people posting uh, funny photographs, talking about how we need to check on our extroverted friends and make sure. That they're okay because they don't have human contact, I sort of laughed because um, for all the years that I went to work in an office setting or a hospital setting or wherever I was, I was with people all the time. And nobody checked on my well-being to see if I was okay, even though on weekends I was curled up in a ball sometimes, not doing anything because I was recharging. Uh, So I'm in the midst of a massive recharge and loving it. And for the rest of you, I'm so sorry that you are forced to do something that you did not want to do. And that is what this episode is about. This is about 10 ways to find peace, resilience, and hope when life feels out of control. I'm recording this, like I said, in the thick of COVID-19, and this is just the beginning of national efforts to quarantine this virus in the U.S., and I know that there are people um, who have no idea what the impact of this could be because um, even our government is figuring a lot of it out as we go. So we don't know how long this could be. We don't know how long school is canceled. We don't know how long we're stuck at home. I can't think of a time in my lifetime when all of my friends and family experienced a pause all at the same time. Just think about it. When one person experiences a pause in our normal life, the rest of the world goes rushing on. So if you're somebody whose life has been put on pause because you're in the middle of a medical crisis or a family crisis or a financial crisis or something like that, your life has been on pause for a little bit, but everybody else's was racing on. And sometimes it seemed like nobody cared and nobody reached out to you because you were all alone. This is the first time ever in my lifetime where the entire world, has been put on pause. Everybody has to stop their normal activity. I don't think there's anybody that isn't affected. Even though I'm in my home office and this is what I normally do, I am I still can't just hop in my car and go to the grocery store without thinking about it. Or I can't have people over without thinking about it. I can't go to the coffee shop and work because they're only doing drive-up right now. They're not even... Having dine in, and sometimes I go there on Fridays and I work on my writing. So I can't think of a, li- a time in my lifetime when everyone has been put on pause. So I've experienced cancellations. I'm not going to be going to church for several weeks because church is closed. I won't be at my prayer group. Several meetings and events are off the table for the next six to eight weeks. So I want to talk a little bit about a repurposed life because that is what this podcast is about. And a repurposed life is one that is driven by a different approach to interruptions and even national crisis. So a repurposed life is one where there is peace when the quote normal response might be panic. It's where resilience takes priority over resentment and it's a life where hope triumphs over hysteria. Let me give you those again because there's a little bit of alliteration if you didn't catch that in there. There is peace when the normal response might be panic. There's resilience where there would normally be resentment. And there is hope where there would normally be hysteria. So if you need peace, resilience, and hope, stay with me as I talk for just a few minutes about some ways to adjust your focus in the midst of an unexpected pause. So I want to talk about life repurposed and how we can experience that hope and that peace and that resilience, the things that we desperately need when we're in the middle of what we didn't plan for. So these are 10 tips that I've put together that just come from my own processing and the ways that I've learned to look at some of the difficulty and I've put it in a frame of reference that we can relate to in this period of being on pause and being quarantined because, um, you know, some of the things that we might do have to do with getting together with other people, uh, or going to a conference or things like that. We can't do that. So I'm looking at things that we can do even if we're all alone in our own house. So here's a top 10 list in no particular order of ways that we can experience life repurposed in the middle of crisis. Number one, focus on what is good. I'm going to be sharing Bible verses to go with each one of these points because in the middle of crisis for me, and I'm calling this a crisis because it really is a crisis whenever we have to make a fast switch and it was an unexpected thing. So even though for some it's a life and death crisis and for others it's more of an inconvenience, I'm still going to call it a crisis. So number one, focus on what is good. The Bible talks about setting our minds on things In Colossians 3, verse 2, and I'm talking from the New Living Translation, which is a little bit more of a paraphrased everyday language of the Bible, it says, Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. So, in the middle of a difficult season, if we can focus on what is good, like hold on to the little things. So, for me, one of the things that is good is on social media, I'm seeing parents do all kinds of things already with their kids and be so innovative and creative with the way that they're homeschooling when they did not expect to homeschool. And I'm telling you, I did not homeschool my children, and I do not have the personality for that, and I raised two teachers who are now in the middle of trying to figure out how to instruct parents to homeschool the kids that have been in their classrooms. So as we focus on what is good, we see that there are some innovative things that are coming out of this situation that we're all in. I've seen people reaching out to their neighbors and checking in with them just to see how they're doing. And so there's so many things. So you could probably journal and just create a list of what is good. Number two, look for ways to minister to others. Philippians 2 verse 4 says, Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. I was thinking about uh, this concept after I was at Walmart on the weekend on the way home from a vacation. So we'd gone out of town with our kids. This was planned long ago, long before the quarantine. And we were home before the official Uh, do not gather orders were put out. But in preparation for that, people went to the stores over the weekend and stocked up on things. And so when we walked into Walmart, I just wanted to get a loaf of bread and some produce and maybe some frozen stuff and I needed some milk. I needed like a little basket of things to take home with me. I have enough food in the freezer and in the cupboard that I was not worried about stocking up for weeks and weeks of not being able to get out of our house. Um, But when I walked in, I could not believe how empty the shelves were. I took some photos because the bread shelf was completely empty except for some buns and then this little gluten-free section. And my son and I rejoiced because we're both gluten-free and our adult adult children were with us on their way home, just picking up some things as well. And so here we were picking up the gluten-free bread off the shelf when normally... We go to restaurants and there's nothing we can eat. So it was amazing to have that left. And then to have the produce section like fully stocked, no problem with that. They were out of cereal and they were out of frozen stuff. And even the flour was almost gone. I picked some up so I could bake my husband some bread. Anyway, I'm getting way off track here. But if we look for ways to minister to others, we flip the thinking on its head that I have to look out for me. And so when I go to the store, if I buy up 10 ginormous packs of toilet paper and my family only uses that much in 10 years, then... Uh, that's not looking out for ways to minister to others. And so um, as, I, as I shop, as I reach out, even if I have abundance and have too much, I can share with my neighbors or I can call somebody in the neighborhood just to make sure they had enough of something. And um, I can check in to make sure that while they're stuck at home, their well-being is still good. So there are so many different ways that we can do that uh, with the people that we would normally see in everyday life. So, you can be creative in figuring out how you can minister to others. Number three really goes along with that previous one share resources with others. Hebrews 13, 16 says, Don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. Uh, sharing resources can be time. It can be actual tangible things. Um, It could be that somebody needs care and I have to take a risk and go ahead and care for them and protect myself and my family, but not to the point where I deny care to somebody who needs it. And that might be our elderly neighbors and family and friends. Um, some of the resources may be that somebody needs internet access, or like I said, they're running out of food, whatever that is. We can share resources in the middle of a crisis. Number four, reach out for help. Acts twenty thirty five says, I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, this is something that sometimes we take so far that we give, 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 and we can't receive. And I I wanted to remind all of us that when we need help, it's okay to reach out for help. Because if you've been blessing by giving all along, this is your opportunity to let somebody else be blessed because they can give to you. So giving and receiving goes both ways. Because when I give, I'm a blessing. And when I receive, I can also help somebody else receive a blessing. So reach out for help. Call somebody or tell somebody what you need. We I'm so thankful we have the technology that we do because we can reach out to each other. We're not like stuck on a party line like we had when I was a kid, or I don't have to like ride out on horseback to get help. I can just text somebody. So reach out. Number five, rediscover your faith and stay grounded. Psalm 46.1 says, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. One of the things that often happens when we're faced with an opportunity to discover a different path from what we expected is that we also rediscover our faith. And it sometimes brings people back to the Bible. Sometimes it brings them back to connecting with other Christians. During this time, most churches in your area will have online services because um, they aren't able to gather. They can't have more than 10 people gathering. So you can connect even if you have not set foot in church and it's not something you've really wanted to do in the past, if you're thinking about it now, this is your opportunity to check out a whole bunch of churches online and just see uh, what are they doing in the middle of crisis. And this is your opportunity to just press into God as your refuge and your strength, knowing that he is always ready to help in times of trouble. Number six, show appreciation. This is appreciation to God, and this is also appreciation to other people. If somebody does something for us, it's it's not always a given that people say thank you. Uh, you would think that it would be, but it just doesn't always happen that way. Uh, I have noticed that not only—well, I guess I, I was thinking about a sidetrack, but I won't go there. Uh, it's, it's just so important for us to remember to say thank you. In Luke 17, Jesus healed 10 men of leprosy, and they ran off, and they went to tell other people about it, and they were so excited that they had been healed. And only one of those men came back and said thank you to Jesus. Have you ever had one of those times where... Somebody does something really kind for you, or gives you a fantastic gift, and you celebrate and you're jumping all around, or you're running off to tell people, and then suddenly you remember, oh yeah, thank you, thank you so much, I'm expressing my gratitude. Well, when Jesus healed these 10 men, only one of them had that thought of going back and saying thank you. So this is our opportunity to really look for the ways that God is providing, really look for the ways that other people are blessing us. And maybe it's not something they've done now. Maybe we just have time to sit and think and we remember something that they did a while back. And now's the time to write that personal thank you letter and just to say, thank you so much for blessing my life. Number seven, look at the big picture. Right now, we are in the middle of a time where we don't know the end of the difficulty. But I also know that what we are going through right now is nothing in comparison to what some other people in the past have gone through especially going all the way back to the beginning of the church when there were Christians who were persecuted for their faith and their very lives were at stake because of their beliefs. And I know that the inconvenience of not being able to go out and go places is is not great. I, I know that it's terrible for a lot of people. I also know that our bank account is going to be hit by whatever happens in the stock market. The closer I get to retirement, the more I know that that money might not be there. Income is gone for many people because of businesses being closed, and some people don't know how they're going to pay their bills, but this is still part of the little picture This is still a temporary thing. 2 Corinthians 4.17 says, For our present troubles are small and won't last very long, yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. As we go through this, some of the biggest takeaways and the biggest gems that we find in the middle of it is how God personally changes us and makes us into resilient people. And those jewels and that pulling closer to him far outweighs the value that we lose in whatever happens in the middle of the crisis. There is an eternal value that is there that lasts forever. So look at the big picture. Number eight, pray. I, you know, I'm one of the people who not only forgets to thank God, but I also forget to pray to tell him what's on my mind. Sometimes it's the last thing I think of. I text a friend or I text my husband or somebody else, and it's so important for us to pray, and just tell God what's on our mind. First Thessalonians 5, verse 12 through 18 has a couple of verses that talk about prayer and also have a really good message for us in the middle of a difficult time. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work. And live peacefully with each other. Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy, encourage those who are timid, take tender care of those who are weak, be patient with everyone. See that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. I think that's enough said. Never stop praying and care for each other. Number nine, encourage someone else. 1 Thessalonians 5.11, from the same passage I just read from, says, So encourage each other and build each other up, just as you are already doing. Look for ways to be creative in encouraging someone else, whether it's a phone call, a text, a note, an act of service, anything. It could be toilet paper, whatever you can do to encourage someone else, build each other up, make each other into better human beings. And finally, number 10 was sort of a bonus for you, but I did find a Bible passage that goes along with it. Number 10 is do activities that you would do when all is well. So I'm home working most of the time, and I don't leave the house unless I have a client appointment or a meeting or I'm going out uh, to the coffee shop or going to church. But one of the things that I do when I'm home is, is um, I style my hair most days. I will put on makeup. I will dress in professional clothing. I'll exercise. I'll do normal people stuff that you would do if you were going out of the house to go to work. And I think this is a good tip for those who are stuck at home who would normally be going somewhere, because I feel like a different person when I do get dressed for the day. So I don't work in my pajamas, even though I, I hear that self-employed people can do that. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Um, I just don't because I. I don't feel like I'm fully engaged. So if you are in the middle of this difficult time where you're quarantined, I encourage you to go ahead and get dressed for the day and put on some clothing that you would wear if you were going to go out and go shopping because of the mindset that it brings for you. And along with that, the Bible verse I'm giving you is from Joshua 1 verse 9. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And that means he's with you when you're stuck at home and he's with you when you have to venture out to the pharmacy and pick something up or go to the gas station or pick up something for someone else. Wherever you go, he is with you. As a wrap up, I want to share a resource with you. So please stay with me. So today's resource is going to be one of the more time-sensitive ones that I've ever shared because I'm going to mention a freebie that only lasts for 5 days and it starts on the day that this episode comes out and it ends 5 days after that. Now, it will be available for purchase after that, but it is free for 5 days. And I am talking about my own book, The Repurposed and Upcycled Life. I'm not all about self-promotion or anything like that. I I wrote this book to encourage people to change their perspective when life doesn't go the way they expect. And so I decided that this is a good freebie for me to offer during this season that we are in. And I had decided a while back that I was no longer going to give the book away. It was going to be discounted at times, but I was not going to have a free download time. And then this opportunity came and I decided it is worth having five days of free downloads available for people to pick it up. Because I wrote it so that we could see how God can change our perspective, change our attitudes, change our actions when we're in the middle of a difficult time, all because he can showcase his glory when we are willing to live life repurposed. And so the Repurposed and Upcycled Life is on Kindle for free for five days, then it'll go back to its normal price. There's a link in the show notes at michellerayburn.com 35, or you can just go to Amazon and search for the Repurposed and Upcycled Life, When God Turns Trash to Treasure by Michelle Rayburn. And on midnight on March 23, it goes back to the regular price. So if you pick that up, there's also a small group Bible study guide that goes with it. And some of the groups that were already in progress doing it are switching to Zoom and Facebook Lives and various methods to finish out their Bible studies. So I find that really cool, too. So um, I hope you have a great week, despite whatever is going on in our world. And I hope to see you next time, or (laughs) I guess it's not seeing you, but I hope you tune in next time when I can share my heart with you again. On Life Repurposed. You've been listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn. Check out tips, resources, and inspiration at MichelleRayburn.com. I'd love it if you would subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. I'd also love it if you would like, review, and share the information about this podcast with your friends. Thank you so much for listening.